0: We're listening to the Mark Biltz Podcast, a Biltz Voice Enterprises production. Quake, welcome to the Mark Biltz Podcast, where we cover end times and current events from a biblical perspective. Currently, it is March 12th, 2023, but that is the 19th of the month of Adar in the Hebrew year of 5783. So here we are currently in the month of Adar, which is the twelfth month on the biblical calendar. Christians, Muslims, and religious Jews all believe that we are living in the end times. Yes, we all believe differently in how it will all unfold, but anyone who has a brain with any discernment, knows that we are at the culmination of the age. People may say, Oh, false prophets have all proclaimed the end of the world, and it has never come. Well, let it be known right from the beginning that I do not believe in an imminent imminent end of the world scenario. I do not believe that we're about to witness the end of the world, although it seems mankind is sure doing everything they can to destroy it, but I'll tell you what, God won't allow mankind to destroy the world because that is His job. I do believe we are entering a major time of transition that will literally be taking place over the next thousand years. Right now, mankind is already attempting to do all they can to destroy the world. So, fasten your seatbelts and buckle up as we're about to go on the ride of our lives. In our podcast, we will cover the current news and bring out their prophetic significance as to when they fall on the biblical calendar. If you want to consider yourself as a student of prophecy, you must know God's calendar. As a matter of fact, to give you an example, in Zechariah chapter 8, verse 18 and 19, the word of the Lord comes to Zechariah, and the Lord of hosts tells them that the time that they're fasting, in the fourth month, in the fifth month, the seventh month, and the tenth month, will become to the house of Judah joy and gladness and cheerful feasts." Now, let me ask you something. If you don't know anything about the fast of the fourth month, the seventh month, the fifth month, the tenth month, any of those months, how will you know when that prophecy is fulfilled? Do you even uh, know what these prophecies are all about? Here's a big-time prophecy giving specific dates of when these fasts will cease, and I'll have you know the Jews have been keeping these four fast days for the last 2,500 years or so. And this prophecy hasn't been fulfilled. But if you think that the fast of the fourth month is in April, you're going to find out that that's wrong. After all, think about this. When you consider Matthew chapter 24 uh, many of you recall this is when Yeshua is sitting on the Mount of Olives and they all want to know what are going to be the signs of the end. Well, listen to Matthew 24, 6. Yeshua tells them, You're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. Now, uh, put your little yarmulke or kippah on and put yourself back in their situation 2,000 years ago, when Yeshua was telling them that they're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars, what wars come to their mind? Well, there's two main wars that's going to come to their mind. One of them is the destruction of the temple by Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar. And guess what? That happened on the ninth day of the month of Av, that's A-V. Now, in our calendar this year, it's July 27th, just to give you an idea of the time of the year that the temple was destroyed. The other war that's going to come to their mind is the defilement of the temple during Hanukkah, which happens Kislev 25 through Tevet 2, which is roughly our December. Uh, matter of fact, Kislev 25 is December 8th this year. But we have to understand all these biblical dates will fall on different dates according to our pagan uh, Gregorian calendar. So when we think about He was telling them there will be wars and rumors of war, what is coming to the disciples' mind but the destruction of the temple on the 9th of Av by Nebuchadnezzar and the defilement of the temple uh, by Antiochus Epiphanes on Kislev 25. Well, guess what? To us today, when we read that, we have to think that the fulfillment is going to have to be tied somehow into those dates, therefore. Well, listen to this. The key prophetic events of World War One all fell on significant days of the biblical calendar. Did you know World War I started when Germany declared war on Russia on August 1st, 1914? Well, guess what? That was the 9th of Av! We also have the date of the Balfour Declaration, a letter written by the British Foreign Secretary, Arthur Balfour, to Lionel Rothschild, in which he expressed the British government's support for a Jewish homeland in Palestine. Well, guess what? That was signed on November 2, 1917. But lo and behold, that was on the biblical calendar, Heshvan 17, which was the same day as Noah's worldwide flood. Amazing, remember? Yeshua said it will be as in the days of Noah. And then what else? We also find that General Allenby entered Jerusalem on December 11th of 1917. Well, guess what? That was Kislev 26 right at the beginning of Hanukkah. From this example, we realize when God's handprints are all over an event rather than being just coincidence. Another most obvious event that is more current was the Yom Kippur War. Guess when that happened? That's right, it happened on Yom Kippur. So if you want... To get a biblical calendar that corresponds to our secular calendar, go to esm.us. You know, many people don't even realize we are currently in a year of jubilee, and that is so significant. We need to be, listeners, as the sons of Issachar and have an understanding of the times. A lot of people say, well, he comes as a thief in the night. Well, my question is, to whom does Messiah come as a thief in the night and in an hour they won't know? This is why you always have to look at the Bible in context. Listen to this. He comes as a thief in the night to the dead church of Sardis in Revelation 3.3. He comes as a thief in the night to the sleeping church. When you compare Revelation chapter 3, verse 18, and Revelation 16, 15, he also comes as a thief in the night in an hour that they don't know to the foolish virgins in Matthew 25, 12. He comes as a thief in the night, to the evil servants, that's in Matthew 24:50. Now this may come as a shock. But listen to First Thessalonians, I'm not going to read it all, but it's from chapter 5, verse 1 through 4, when he talks about Messiah, we surely know, comes as a thief in the night. Well, listen to 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter, uh, chapter 5, verse 4. It says, but you, my brothers, are not in the dark for that day to overtake You like a thief, oh my goodness, he's not supposed to come as a thief in the night to those who understand the patterns that we find within God's calendar. The problem that we have today for most believers, they're using the wrong calendar and trying to fit biblical prophecy into it or they're using pagan calendars. If you remember, everyone thought after Y2K that that was the end of the world. We know that didn't happen. And then, of course, people thinking that the Mayan calendar was going to be ending or transitioning, and they thought that was going to be the end of the world. Well, guess what? That's not so. We have to be on God's biblical calendar to understand where we are at concerning biblical prophecy and what time we are at prophetically. So let's take a look at the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 14, God says, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Now when you think why God created the sun or the moon or the stars, we think basically it's for light or heat. But listen to what the word of god actually says the number one reason he says let them that's both the sun and the moon be for signs and seasons and for days and years now i want to begin with this the creator of our universe determined the most scientific way to determine time was through using both the cycles of the sun and the moon together. But mankind, though, what did they do? They decided that they knew best and would only use one of those two celestial bodies basing their calendars on either the cycle of the sun, as our current Gregorian calendar is based on, or on the cycle of the moon, which is what the Muslim calendar is based on. Well. <clears throat> we need to find out if God uses either of those, and we're going to see He doesn't. Because He said in Genesis 1:14, Let them, that refers to both the sun and the moon, determine the times and the seasons. Well, you need to know this. You can only have, since we're talking about the sun and the moon, a total solar eclipse on a new moon. You can only have a total lunar eclipse on a full moon, which is why God based His calendar on the new and the full moons to signal His people with signs as to when events happen on those dates they need to pay attention. Now, the number one reason that He said He created the sun and the moon working together is for signs. And so, as we know, Everybody understands that eclipses are known as harbingers of things that are about to come. The nice thing about eclipses, there's no false prophet that can manipulate them, number one. Number two, they speak to every language regardless of where they appear over the earth. But then he said concerning his calendar, it's not just for signs, the sun and the moon. It was also for seasons now here's where we have a big problem with the english language when we hear seasons what do we think of winter spring summer or fall but that's not what this word means as a matter of fact if you go to leviticus 23 that same hebrew word is used when it talks about the feasts of the lord So, when you hear seasons, you think of winter, spring, summer, fall. When you hear feast, you think of food. Well, how could this one Hebrew word be translated as both ways? I mean, does the word mean fall or food? Well, we're going to explain in a little bit here how that word really means divine appointments. Then the third thing, he said they were also for days. And he wasn't referring to the days of the week. He was referring to His holy days that He has set apart. All of the feast days, the Shabbat, for Passover, for Pentecost, for Feast of Trumpets, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. Those were the days that He was talking about. And then when He said He created the sun and the moon also for years, He wasn't referring to our Gregorian calendar years. He is referring to the Shemitah year, which is every seventh year that they were to proclaim liberty of death to the people and let the land rest. Or the Jubilee year, which happens every 50th year, where not only were the people set free economically, but they also got their land back. So let's take a moment And look at how all of this ties into current events, very recent current events. In Matthew 24, 7 and 8, it talked about how nation will rise against nation. Now, that's actually a wrong translation. It literally means ethnic groups will rise against other ethnic groups. We're seeing that happen right here in America right now. And kingdom against kingdom... And then it mentions how there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Well, guess what that Hebrew word for or the Greek word in this situation for sorrows refers to pain when you are in childbirth. So earthquakes are likened to birth pains. Well, guess what in nineteen seventy two as far as earth go on the Richter scale. For that entire year of 1972, for the number of earthquakes in the range of 5 to 5.9, there was only one. Well, guess what? The very next year, in 1973, when the Roe v. Wade decision was made concerning legalizing abortions, The number of earthquakes in that range of 5 to 5.9 jumped from only 1 to 1,400! 1,399! My goodness! In 1973 was also a jubilee year. 1973 was also the year of the Yom Kippur War. I think it's fascinating that the number of earthquakes would jump from 1 to 1,399 the same year that we have these earthquakes jump from 1 to 1,399. Now, here's what I'm thinking. I believe that the size of the earthquakes on the Richter scale is equal to the dilation just before the birth of God's kingdom. When we consistently see earthquakes in the nine range, we will know the Messianic kingdom is about to be birthed. Well, do you remember the two big earthquakes that happened in Turkey last month on February 6th? Well, guess what? If you had a Biblical calendar, you would see that was a significant day on it. It was Tu B'Shavat, which means the 15th day of the month known as Shavat, which is highly significant. We all know that we're supposed to be aware of the time and seasons Well, Tuba Shavuot is one of the biggest season markers that there is. On the 15th of Shavuot is the time when most of the trees in Israel begin to bud, letting Israel know that one season has ended and a new season is beginning. It is the day signaling that this new season is here. And it is known as the day of planting trees. We all know, as in Psalms 1, that humans are compared to fruit trees. You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Well, do you know that the 15th day of Shavat is the day that God looks at His creation to see if we are producing fruit in our lives or not. He also recognizes which trees are producing good fruit versus bad fruit. Well, get a load of this. Turkey is also the very nation where three giant tectonic plates come together. The European, the African, and the Asian plates. Now, if you remember, on Tuba the first earthquake that hit was 7.8. This was on February 6th of 2023, and that first big earthquake was huge, 7.8. Well, guess what? Back in 1914, a 7.8. Earthquake hit the same area in Turkey, and 1914 is when World War I began. Then there was the second earthquake on Tuba Shavat. Well, guess what? In 1939 there was also a 7.0 earthquake in Turkey, and that was the year World War II began. Could this year we see World War III begin? Could this be harbinger of what could be coming? As a matter of fact, another current event that's very significant. Many of you may have heard of the Nord Stream Pipeline and its blow up. Did you know they were also tied to the biblical calendar? As a matter of fact, If you go to the internet, you look up the news concerning the Nord Pipeline, you will see that it was on June 5th of 2022, 14 NATO allies with over 45 ships and about 7,000 personnel kicked off the Baltic Sea operations from Stockholm, Sweden. Well, here's the tie-in. It just so happens June 5th was Pentecost or Shavuot. And then when you read about the day it was blown up, it was on September 26th of 2022. And it just so happens that was Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. I'm telling you that our governments could care less about the biblical calendar. When these things happen on these important biblical dates, we need to understand this isn't a coincidence. This is letting us know that God's hands are all over this. Now concerning us being in the month of Adar, Wednesday, February 22nd, was the first day of the month of Adar which was also the time when they would collect the temple tax because Adar was the 12th month of the year just before the first month which is Nisan. When we look at some of the events that happened at Adar and we understand that many times patterns repeat, it was in Ezekiel chapter 32 verse 1 and 2. We find that it was in the 12th month On the first day of the month that the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel concerning a prophecy that was about to happen. As a matter of fact, in Ezra chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, it talks about how the Jews were rebuilding the temple and there was Haggai and Zechariah prophesying. And then it says that that house that Ezra, Nehemiah, built after the temple was destroyed, it was finished on the third day of the month of Adar. So the temple was rededicated then, which was Friday, February 24th, on our calendar. And then I had mentioned that that's when the temple tax was paid. Well, it's fascinating. In Matthew 17, we can now date events in our Bible because in Matthew 17, 24 through 17, they came to Capernaum and they were receiving the half shekel, wanting to know if Yeshua paid that half shekel. And so uh, when he came to the house, Yeshua said, well, you know, what do you think? The kings of the earth, of whom do they receive toll or tribute? Is from their sons or from the strangers? And Peter said, well, obviously from strangers. And uh, Yeshua says, okay, understand that. But you go out, and throw in a fishing line, and you're going to bring up a fish, and you're going to find that half shekel tax in it. Well, here's the other thing. Our February 28th this year was the seventh of Adar, and a very significant thing happened on the seventh of Adar. That was the day Moses was born, and it is the day that Moses died. In Esther 3.13, If everyone's familiar with the book of Esther, that's all about Purim. And Purim is in the month of Adar. And we find that on the 13th day of the 12th month of Adar, it talks about how they are to take the spoil of them for a... All the Jews were to be killed. Well, this year, the 13th day of Adar, is Monday, March 6, 2023. And then we find in Esther 9, 20 through 22 that the 14th day, the next day of the month of Adar, and the 15th day every year was to be celebrated. So we find the 14th and 15th of Adar this year is March 7th and 8th of 2023. Nextly, let's go to the prophet Ezekiel. We find that it came to pass on the 15th day of the month that the Lord came to him as well and gave a prophecy. And in 2 Kings 25, verse 27 and 28, it says it came to pass in the 12th month, on the 27th day of the month, that a very significant event happened where Yehoiachin, the king of Judah, was set free. Well, the 27th of Dar this year is March 20th, 2023. So in conclusion, we have to understand that history repeats itself, which is why the pattern can be erased when history is being rewritten as it is in this time because of all the wokeness. We humans are all born with a broken compass and a broken watch, and we have to get back on God's calendar to find our direction and know what time it is. So be here next week on the Mark Biltz Podcast, where we look at the end times and current events from a biblical perspective. Thank you for listening to the Mark Biltz Podcast, a Biltz Voice Enterprises production.